1: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop,
0: and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon. So if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out!
1: Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch. I'm Kevin from Rare Drop. He's no, Tim, Tim from K- Rare Drop too. And Darkness Four Two Nine from the, f- the Boga phases. Yes. Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch. To the patrons for supporting us. Thank you so much. You can go to patreon.com slash rarejob and support us. Thank you. We'll tell you the rest Thank of the stuff much. later in the episode. Because we're going to jump into this and uh, talk about King's Coast and some other stuff later. But more importantly, Perfect. we're going to talk about the th- this episode. Because this episode was a holy... It's a v f- episode. It was the episode. So, I mean, everyone was really surprised to see... Bib Fortuna at the end of the episode. I mean, I feel like that was. <laughs> I did that joke twice, twice <laughs> now, it twice. Was good. It was good. It was good. Bib Fortuna got he got he got really fat. He's a big big Fortuna. Dude, more I like it. the
0: best meme. The best meme I saw from that was a picture of him from Return of the Jedi, and it says like this. When 2020 started, and then it was Bib Fortuna at the end of the post credit scene, and it was like 2020 <laughs> ending. <laughs> that was great. It was like how it started and where we ended up. You know, that meme that was really good. It mm-hmm. was really, really fun.
1: So, uh, it, honestly, you know, we're not going to go in order. We never do on the show. When we never. did that, it felt very regimented and boring. So we're not
0: scripted. Doing no, I also don't have my reading glasses on. So
1: while I'm switching glasses, um, uh, it was very cool, honestly, to see Jabba's palace and to see Bib at the end. I enjoyed
0: it. Did you get nervous when Boba stood over the Rancor pit door?
1: No, actually, I didn't even think of that. And now that you mentioned it,
0: I was like, why is he standing there? It's where the Rancor is. And then I realized that the Rancor died in Return of the Jedi, but he could have gotten another one.
1: It's only been five years, too. So. It's only been
0: five years. How hard would it be to find another Rancor? Mm. Hmm? According to Star Wars The Old Republic, not that hard.
1: Apparently, mm-hmm. they're all over the damn galaxy. Um. Yeah. Uh, so right out of the gate, let's talk about Book of Boba. Um, I think that's important news. So originally when the episode aired, Book of Boba coming December 2021, everyone was super confused. No, it's not a theory. It's all confirmed now. You know that, right? Was it confirmed? Yeah. All right. I'll take you for the ride. Um, Then everyone went back to the investor call and said, whoa, wait a minute. Season three of Mandalorian uh, is supposed to debut around Christmas. Then the rumor mill really started circulating. Like, what if season three of Mandalorian is just about Boba Fett and you know, we're not going to learn about Din and blah, blah, blah. And I said, that would be silly. Very um, silly. So as we went on, if you will, um, mm-hmm. one of the Lucas arts no, not Arts, that company's defunct, Lucasfilm employees tweeted back oh. at somebody saying that Boba Fett was a separate show. Then they deleted oh, no. the tweet. He, think he
0: lost his job.
1: No, 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 no. I think it wasn't a big deal. They deleted no. the tweet, mm-hmm. but then everyone knew. And then the speculation was what I was saying, which was that Boba Fett, the Book of Boba, would be a mini series that would lead up to Mandalorian. Disney yeah. confirmed today that Book of Boba is a new series. In addition to everything they announced, and the only reason they're overlapping in 2021 is because Mandalorian's filming schedule is behind because of COVID. So we nice. are literally, Tim, are you ready for a year from now when you and I, every Monday, are discussing two shows instead of one?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds terrifying.
1: Might have to start a little late on Tuesdays and go a little late on oh
0: Monday. <laughs> so
1: uh So Book of Boba is confirmed by Disney to be a completely separate show. Uh, and then Mando and Book of Boba will overlap. For no related reason other than the fact that they uh, are delayed in filming on Mandalorian because of COVID. That's it. Holy crap. Yeah. So now you (laughs) know all that. (laughs) I feel like Tim's overwhelmed. Okay.
0: A little bit. I'm a little overwhelmed. Just a little bit. So that that was for the...
1: We're starting at the end, apparently, and working our way back around. Um... No, it is a new series. It says series. It does not say mini series. It literally says on the tweet from Disney it is a new series. So That's and, gonna be great. So it'll 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 be cool to watch that. Um I'm wondering though, will Obi Obi Wan comes out Octoberish, I think they said. Maybe kind of, sort of. Did they give a date? I,
0: I don't, don't know why my brain is telling me
1: Octoberish. It's... I don't know. Did they? I don't think so. Because I know Obi Wan is filming Q one. That wouldn't add up. They would need more time than that to to produce it.
0: Not really. Uh, Is Obi Wan twenty twenty two?
1: Okay. I don't know why my brain was saying October. So
0: that's probably correct. I'm curious. I'm looking. Anyways, um, oh here's a fun fact. Uh, Did you know that the guy who plays uh, once. What's the fat guy's name? I'm totally I'm totally brain farting. Um, Which one? That we just mentioned. Uh, Bib 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 Fortuna. Uh, yeah. So he is actually played by Matthew Wood, um, who is a he's a he's a sound guy. Uh, so he like works on like Star Wars like sound and does a bunch of shows and whatnot for Star Wars. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought that was really cool. I was going through the IMDb. Interesting. His, he's got a massive imdb he's done a bunch of voices he's done like a lot of like post-production stuff for star wars it's very cool it's cool that he had his own little cameo
1: i like that they do that for folks uh you yep. know if you're a huge star wars fan or something and you're in industry and you know someone you can get on the show like even as a stormtrooper it's yeah it's still fun. No, It's
0: very cool it's very
1: very cool uh so cool let's talk about the episode um please groundbreaking episode whether you loved it and hated it or were okay with it. Uh, I've seen all varying degrees of feelings on the episode. Yeah um I think all are valid and all are fair. This is I don't think this is an episode that is worth you digging in and telling people why you felt a certain way about it because I have a feeling that any Star Wars fan, could have a different reaction based on X, Y, and Z to the end of this episode. And I don't think this is one of those episodes where you need to fight with each other. I think this mm-hmm. is one you just accept it happened one way or another, and you either really enjoyed it, you didn't really care, it was just kind of cool, or you absolutely hated it, and we all move forward through the universe. Sure. Um, so, one of the first things that I told, I actually, Tim and I had a little bit of a powwow on Saturday night about the episode. We couldn't help ourselves, sorry. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit. There was mushroom chicken involved, too. <laughs> I had I had a little bit of it tonight, too.
0: Huh.
1: Um, so uh, was the, the two pilots. I found the two pilots uh, in the opening of the episode that had Dr. Pershing. Very interesting because they displayed two very differing types of people within the Empire. Yeah. You had one who was like, look, I'm just here for the paycheck. I don't feel like dying. Poor guy died anyway uh and the other one who was indoctrinated completely but he said something super interesting he called Kara a terrorist yeah and then when i went back and was reading about it you know the idea that the empire told their legions yeah basically they're fighting about it against a terrorist cell led by a cult priest i was like that makes a lot of sense.
0: It was some it was some insane propaganda. It was
1: but it makes sense. Uh huh. And it there's enough truth in it to have it not be completely a lie either.
0: Right. No, I so, mean you're not wrong.
1: I found that that whole juxtaposition of the two pilots to be
0: extremely interesting. What I found crazy in in that part was that they showed a guy taking a blaster bolt to his head. Right to his head. That was dark. Right to his
1: head. This whole episode was pretty dark.
0: It was dark. But so like that entire conversation between him and Kara was nuts because the way that he, the way that he justified Alderaan being blown up and how sad it was for the millions of lives that were lost on the Death Stars, I thought that was really interesting. Like he was more upset about the people who died on the Death Star than the annihilation of an entire planet. Not even the millions that died on Alderaan.
1: Possibly billions.
0: Yeah, the billions of people that died on Alderaan, he was more upset about the Death Star blowing up. And I thought that was just nuts. And I didn't really catch that the first time. But when I back and watched the second time, I was just like, oh, he's really trying to dig under Kara's skin. That was also
1: too. well, they were taking shots at each other because, you know, it's like I was on the Death Star when, you know, we blew up Alderaan (laughs) and she said, which one? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, they are just—they're just trading they're words till forth. Kara yeah. inevitably shoots this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of where, and she picked the best spot. Dude, um, right in the face! Right in the face! And Doctor Pershing screaming was just
0: hilarious. He's like, "Oh, what is that?" Yeah, oh. he was like holding his ear like it was ringing. It was great. I mean,
1: wouldn't you if a blaster bolt mm-hmm. just whizzed by your head and killed the man yeah. holding you? Yeah. Um. So uh, I I found that that incredibly interesting, especially setting the tone from last episode, and then to where right. we would be on this episode. Yeah. Uh, I honestly thought it would be harder for
0: them to get into the ship. It yeah. seemed super easy. Well, uh, not really, in the sense that they they baited they baited the the launching of the TIE fighters with with that whole scenario. And so that's why those doors were open. Normally, I would assume that those doors would be closed uh, for them to be able to go through. Now, the shields, I've never really truly understood Star Wars shields and, like, how they... Do they allow anything to pass through? Or is it just whatever is using... Like, if someone's using the right transponder... um, I've always assumed that anything can pass through shields, like through ray shields. But, uh, I mean, like, it was... It made a lot of sense. But it was really cool to see... A Tie Fighter again going into the Rogue Squadron show. I think they're they are building out the assets that they are going to be using for those shows inside the Mandalorian and inside other shows as well. So this entire sequence of like watching the watching the Tie Fighter come down off the carousel and into what looks essentially to be like a grav launcher. This was the same type of thing you saw when you go into the Tie Fighter in Rogue Squadron the game. Was that for the, the first un- time? This exact okay. same like going. Right out. I wasn't sure um, if that was the first time I was going to ask you. If no, it was. we've see, we've seen that. We we did see it in the video game, but like this was like the first time. I feel like in the cinematic universe that we've really actually got to experience what it looks like to be in a tie fighter from the first person's perspective, going out. No, um, now it's always different. I've never seen this type of launching mechanism where it's off of like what looks to be like a grav launcher, mm-hmm. um, which in it shouldn't. You shouldn't need that because they have like their own their own, their own ability to to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked really neat. It just re- looked really, really cool because we've never really been inside a light, a light cruiser before. We've always been inside Star Destroyers, Super Star Destroyers or the Death Star. Um, so we've never really gotten to be like the, in the in, internal workings of a, um, a light cruiser, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, it was. uh, And again, I wasn't sure if that was the first time or squadrons was the first time if I had missed something along the way, which is entirely possible because I do like
0: just trying to go back and and think about it from the cinematic universe, not including cartoons. I feel like this is the first time we've ever experienced it from there. We've always anytime we've ever experienced a dogfight, it's always third person looking at the pilot.
1: So it is very much, Jiro mentioned it's very, Tim hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica. I actually found that out on Saturday and yelled at him that he needs to watch it after he's done with Sorry. Last Kingdom, The Expanse, and so then Vikings, and then he gets to watch Battlestar Galactica. So good thing we're all in our houses for a few more months. Um, <laughs> but it was very reminiscent of the way they fire the Vipers out of the Battlestars in Battlestar Galactica. They just don't have the cool, the, the cool drum music, the boom, 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 boom.
0: Uh, So, um, expanse is also, it's, it's awesome.
1: I I said, I said last kingdom expanse Vikings and then Battlestar. That is your, that is your suggested viewing for the next three months. I'll get on that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that was awesome. Um, the whole sequence of how they got on the ship was really cool, but again, it felt really easy. Uh, part of me thinks Moff Gideon almost wanted all of this to happen by the end of the episode in some weird funky way.
0: I don't I don't think so. I feel like I feel like he knew that this was a possibility, but the way that he saw that all kind of like happen, like I he didn't he never looked surprised. Like he never has a surprised look on his face until the very end mm-hmm. when when Luke shows up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it He's this like- this, to, this to me felt I don't think this was calculated. I think this was a surprise, but he understood what he needed to do. That's why he immediately was Let's get the Dark troopers out. He was
1: terrified at the end. I've never seen him like yeah. that.
0: When yeah, he was Okay, very so when Luke
1: shows up, uh, it's not he doesn't even know it's Luke, which I'm sure he knows who Luke Skywalker is. I would be If he knows yeah, everything uh, else, so he knows who Luke Skywalker started, is. So everybody so like
0: at that point, by that point, everyone had already heard the tales of Luke Skywalker, the person who killed the Star Destroyers, first or so, the Death Stars. Regardless,
1: all he knows is it's a Jedi because someone says it. I think it's is it I
0: think it's uh, a uh, uh, no, Fennec, um, right? Bo Bo Katan says a Jedi.
1: Bo Katan says it. Okay, so mm-hmm. he knows it's a Jedi, and the look on his face is I I've never seen terror in someone's face like that,
0: mm. uh, especially his. You know, the only thing I could think of is that he either he either served under Vader at some point or served near him, um, like he he had he had seen what jedi were capable of um or or he served uh, or he served with one during the clone wars and so like that's why i would assume like his overall fear like he knew what was coming he knew that there was no way that his dark his his dark troopers could could defeat a jedi
1: we also learned that the dark troopers are fate so tim and i were both right phase three was the droid phase phase one and two of uh involved uh humans in the well they talk
0: about it dr pershing talks about it in the beginning and he says how like we figured out what the error was and it was the user it was people so we decided to go full droid which i thought was really interesting
1: yeah yeah and uh i saw someone comment on twitter like the doctors were so dumb because they were trying to punch the door down i don't think they realized that it was a blast door that you couldn't open from that side which is why Mando needed the key. Cause I just watched it before we went live and you needed the key and you needed to open the door from that side. I don't think it opened from the other side. Mm-hmm. So I think punching was the only way. Also they were blast doors because
0: you can, there were blast space. doors on top of other metal doors. They had yeah. to go through like a massive amount of steel to get through that. Yeah,
1: So punching was the, the numero uno way to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, I thought the group so Fennec, Kara, Bo, and Casca boarding the ship was one of the best sequences of action that I've seen in Star Wars so far of them just yeah. rolling through the entire ship and steamrolling everybody. Uh the four of them, I was like, I would love to play an FPS where you get to be one of the four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the diversity right there. Weapons and different fighting styles. It'd be so much fun. It'll never happen ever. There's no reason for it to. But damn, that was cool. And then Kara's uh, gun jamming was hilarious.
0: So, okay, I was trying to figure that out. Someone had asked me in in my chat. And they're like, how does an energy weapon jam? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not sure. doesn't it operate on
1: cartridges that hold, like, technically bolts of energy? Um, she has drum okay, mags so, on that uh, okay. thing dude
0: yeah okay well the reason okay so the drum mags is a part of the original like World War II weapon that they kept right uh, and then that and then so that was the reason like back in the 70s and then so that was like the official look so in Battlefront it was always energy it was it was always heat it was never it was never a magazine there was never an ammo counter it was always how much heat did you generate did you overheat your gun if you did did, did you vent your gun correctly but then in and other was,
1: stuff, it's power cells.
0: Right. And so, like, the uh, use the eWeb web Blaster, uh, for example, the turret guy. Mm-hmm. That actually has a cell system to it where it, it comes off the gun and it sits in a box next to it. And that's actually the the power cell that feeds it. Right. So but, it
1: feeds the bolts of power that it's well, it feed, shooting Yeah, it
0: feeds, the, it feeds the energy directly to it and then it turns it into a, into a round. But, like, for, like, a jam to happen, it would have to be, like, the actual... Ejection of the cartridge, or like the bullet getting caught, like the the actual cartridge like getting caught in the chamber, and it wasn't able to actually go. And so like that's how like a like a jam would be weird because you couldn't like clear energy out of a thing. There's no casing to it. Well,
1: if the energy is is held in something, that that's what I'm saying. Especially with the idea.
0: There's no no casings. There's like it's not like it's ejecting a bullet like you do like in modern times, like with an AR or anything. Like it's just there's nothing there. It's just energy. I don't know. What if it recycles back into the box? Oh,
1: okay. I'm just trying to come up with a solution here.
0: Yeah, but not all the guns, like like not, not all guns have
1: Harris is, is a single shot.
0: No, hers is a fully automatic rifle. Is it fully auto? Dude, she's sitting there like a freaking like a, like a heavy and she's just like blasting everybody. She does a couple single shots and she like kicks a guy down and she's like Bitchoo! but like there's like when they come out of the elevator, she's just like
1: ah! Oh yeah, that's true. Right after she does unload on them. Yeah, it's full auto. She also used it as a baseball bat at one point.
0: Well, because it jammed, so she just flipped it upside down and it went ham. It was great. I just I want to say that entire scene of them coming out of the the uh, coming out of the ship and all of the ladies like coming down and just like blasting on the Stormtroopers was a really cool moment. I thought that was great. Hmm. I liked that a lot. I'm trying to
1: think how it would how it would jam now.
0: I don't I don't think an energy weapon could jam.
1: What if it was something in the in the firing mechanism and not necessarily the energy itself? <laughs> well, then the gun's, then your gun's broken. That was the point. So just but the, she fixed it. Yeah, she gave it a little, little smack on the ground. It was good to go. <laughs> Once again, here we are arguing physics and logic in a world with space <laughs> No, magic. it was great.
0: No, I mean, like, I, I didn't care. It's not like that. None of that ruined the episode for me at all. I just thought it was funny that someone even brought it up because uh, to me, watching her gun have a malfunction and her getting through that was funny. I enjoyed that a lot because it was a very serious moment and they kind of like f- put in some humor in there. It was great because she was like, dang, ferrick and she was like, oh, ban- 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 the shit. And then and then it worked. And I thought that was great. I don't care. But I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody out there who really, really cares. I about think it.
1: Prism hit the nail on the head with with why the gun jammed. What if it's a plot point to emphasize some tension? That's all it is,
0: dude. It's great. I wild. love it. Wild. I thought it was wild. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars fans. No, I need
1: actual real world logic in the world of space magic as to why the gun jammed. I can't continue <laughs> on my with my life. Uh, So that was awesome. And then uh, they took the bridge
0: really easily. We didn't even Very see the the
1: same officer that we saw the whole
0: that kept liaising she, oh, with the, Moff Gideon. Oh, yeah, the, the 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 one girl who I figured was, at least uh, she
1: would like pull out a blaster and get shot or something. We didn't even see yeah. her. Uh,
0: uh, she so so she doesn't actually have a name. Uh her name her the actress's name is Katie O'Brien. Uh she just plays comms officer. And
1: then the other thing that bothered me was fast forwarding again to the end, was when um, Gideon shoots Bo Katan. They don't show her get back up or anything. They don't show her return she's just there in the background. Well doesn't,
0: doesn't 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 Costco take all the shots? Does she, he like shoot her a bunch of time in the best car? Which I thought was weird. I thought it was Bo. Was it it was one of the two. So but like either way, he, there's no resolution except them just standing in the background after. It afterwards. was weird. I was like, oh no, is she dead? That's like, what I, I thought. Feel like he goes boom, boom, boom. And he, but like so at watching the second time and paying attention to that moment, he shoots just her Beskar. He goes like he goes shin shin chest. And I was like, Why did why didn't he shoot for the fleshy part? Like there is a bunch of there's a bunch of skin that is that is shown that isn't covered by Beskar. Why didn't he aim there? It was weird. I thought that was strange. But you're right. The way that they transition from him going bang, 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 and you watch her stumble, you're like, "Oh crap, she's dead." And uh, and then you like you said, you get no resolution until like way after. So
1: either way, whoever, whether it was Cosca or Bo, because Chad's fighting about it now.
0: Whatever. It's uh, one of one of the one of the one of
1: the Mandalorians gets shot. One of, one of our and they're okay, Mandalorians. But there's no like, are you okay? Let me help you up. Yeah, Let right. me do this.
0: <laughs> it's like bang, bang, bang. Also, watching Moth Gideon realize that he is screwed and watching him put the blaster under his chin, one, really dark, really dark. Because, I like, watched the this thought, with my six-year-old, thought, so yes. The thought of someone ready to take their life because they knew there was no way out was one very World War II esque again because like we we're going to the whole like SS stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we the the one episode where he bites on like the electrode pill and kills himself. That's yeah. essentially a cyanide pill. Where was and his this pill? one? Isn't his teeth. So the way the Nazis did it is they would keep a cyanide pill in their teeth and then they'd crack they'd bite it off and crack it and they'd kill themselves. That's how that worked back in the World War II. So that's why I thought that was really, really interesting that they did that in Star Wars. And then to watch him just realize that there was no way he was going to get out. Everything was done for. He was ready to blow his brains out. It's nuts. It's dark. This episode was dark. And I love it. I love dark Star Wars. It's amazing. Do you love darkness too? Yes. <laughs> Do you though? I don't know. I don't know how committed uh, you are to that statement, Tim. I'm, dude, I'm wearing. I'm wear, look. Look at this, please. Do you, Tim? The only the only places you'll find this is Target and Hot Topic, and I don't live close enough to a Hot Topic, so oh, here I, we are.
1: I forgot to get my Christmas hat. Talk to them for a second while I take it off. Dead Han. I'm sorry, Frozen oh. Han.
0: Oh, Frozen Han. Right, because he's frozen frozen in carbonite. Uh, but Giancarlo Esposito definitely killed it. Um, the entire combat sequence with him and, uh, and Mando was phenomenal. Uh, I, I really, I, 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 when he was, when he was making that, that trade of like, all right, you can have the kid and I can keep the dark saber, we got to get off our ship. I was like, is it really this easy? Is he really going to give it up that quickly? Uh, and then, and then he pulls out the dark saber and they start (laughs) fighting, but watching, watching the best card spear. Go up against the dark saber was really cool for a lot of different reasons. Uh, it it shows that Moff Gideon is is trained in in uh, sword combat, which I thought was very very interesting. Uh, also, watching we we did learn that it looks like the dark saber is able to heat up like raw Beskar to a point that we've never seen before. So to to Kevin, to your point, you might be right. You might be spot on that the dark saber when when put on Beskar. Steel long enough could actually melt through it, which I thought was very, very interesting. But that entire fight sequence was great. Watching uh, whoever uh, Pedro Pascal's body double is, who does all his his combat work, he that was fun. You, I really, uh, really enjoyed that.
1: Did you believe Moff Gideon when he he said that he could take the child and go?
0: That's that's what we were talking about while while you were putting your your Christmas hat on. Uh, that like I actually believed it for a moment when he said. You can take the child. I'll keep the the dark saber and you get the hell off my ship." I was like, "That's awesome. Easy peasy. We're done." And and then no. Nope. nope. But that entire fight scene down the hallway was great. Watching the dark saber go through the wall and him just like cutting through the wall like butter was great. I uh, love that.
1: I we should talk about the elephant in the room, which will inevitably end up in the questions, but let's head it <laughs> off at the pass. Uh why couldn't Bo take the Darksaber from him? Now, you heard what Uh, Moff Gideon said, but
0: then, obviously, people take to Twitter and go,
1: whoa, 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 Rebels!
0: Right, that that was my issue. But... I'm I'm having a hard time figuring that out. There's
1: two schools of thought here. Mm -hmm.
0: School of thought A. Sabine,
1: if you don't know Rebels, Sabine takes the Darksaber from Darth Maul's lair on Dathomir. Physically takes it does not fight yes. him does not do anything and gives it to bo katan hands it yes. to her just like right
0: she didn't try to it was literally the same thing i give this to you
1: so one people said the fact that she took it from the lair and gave it to bow and there was no combat involved originally is theory one that's theory what, two, I, I
0: have a hard time believing which
1: that. makes way more sense is that because Bo-Katan took it last time, the respect factor of the story, as Moff Gideon said, it's not the actual blade, it's the story of getting the blade that gives you right. power. She doesn't have that story, she didn't get that respect. But So however, yeah, and, she lost right. it again, she lost it, and she knows that if she tries to get it back again the same way she did last time, it won't work in reuniting the clans of Mandalore. So right. she needs to get it back in combat, because she needs the story. Because she needs to rule Mandalor Well, she wants to rule Mandalore. At she that wants point. to. Right. So, and she feels she is the rightful heir, but needs to get it back by combat. That's the one right. that I'm buying way more than the other yep. one. But they're both out there, so I figured I'd say both of
0: them. Uh, I'm gonna go with the latter. I think it is that one makes way more sense than the whole just like like for for her. She she has to build her reputation. She doesn't really have one because we honestly we don't know what happened. During the siege of Mandalore, and so I think, and so so now we're, now we're just skipping all over the place. This is this is why Luke had to take Grogu. We had to get Grogu out of out of the Mandalorian so that the, we could continue building the story of what happens to Mandalore. Grogu will be back though. Don't worry, he will be back most definitely. But this this point for him is a great story, is a great way to build his backstory even more for Grogu, taking him with Luke. Cool. He'll probably come back, but for Bo and Din to now be aligned together to go to, because he makes a pack with her. If she, she said, she, she told him that, you know, if I go with you, then please reconsider coming with me to go to Mandalore. And so now I think he's, bring, he's he, like, he, whenever he promises something, he makes sure that he goes through with it. And so now this is going to be their story, the Mandalorian story. Um, not just the Mandalore, not just not just uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. This is going to be the Mandalorian people um, and their planet of Mandalore. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Um, I agree with
1: you 100%. I think next season is completely focused on Mandalorian politics. I think we're going to meet more clans. I think we're going to meet more familiar faces because if the timelines line up and Ahsoka is going to be coming out, let's say, six months after that, that yes. means... Sabine comes into the picture and her place in the Mandalorian society, we don't know where she's at. She could still be like, I'm traveling with the Jedi and trying to do this thing.
0: She's been doing her thing with Thrawn and Ezra and stuff. Her
1: her her she has some sort of claim to some sort of rule in her family seat at this point. So oh, where does her oh, family's they, clan come into play here? Because there's no way her mother right. is still alive. If she is, yeah. really old. Um so I mean, there's a whole other can of worms we're opening up here. It's almost like we spent two ye- two years, two seasons, establishing the story. And we got a cute little Grogu guy out of it who will play into, I'm sure, the other shows as well. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get into the nitty gritty, which is what everyone originally thought when they said, hey, Disney's going to make this show called The Mandalorian. I think season three is going to be what everyone thought it was going to be originally. We just wanted to establish the story and get attached to the characters. I think that was the big thing. Yes. We needed to we needed to go on Din's journey because remember for a season if you go back to episode 1 from this or 2, 2, it was 2. 2 when he meets Bo, right? Yes, 2. Yes. If you go back to episode 2 and you listen to me and Tim talking about it, I I feel like I was debated into a cult uh, for nine episodes in the Mandalorian. It, it really it really bothered you. Yes. It so, really bothered you. So um, I think they wanted you to take that journey and be like, yeah, this is the way, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. Maybe it isn't the way. <laughs> Maybe it is okay to take your helmet off there, big guy. So I oh, feel like that's why we were...
0: Oh, oh, oh that scene, dude. We can, talk, we can uh, talk about that.
1: Uh, Keep going. No, that, that was it. That was it. I was just saying, I think we were meant to, to take this journey so we could get into Mandalorian was, politics. And it was a, Grogu it was a great back. story. Grogu will 100% be back. Uh, there's no way that him and... Din- this is how Disney leaves it with him and Din.
0: <laughs> dude. Plus, he's, so a, like, he's
1: a money machine, Chad. Like, let's, let's level oh on a marketing gosh, level. Oh, my gosh, dude. The
0: amount, of, the amount of merch that Grogu has sold is silly.
1: But I think, it's a, I think if that's the direction they take, and we are right, I think that, again, is Filoni and Favreau doing right by the fan base yep. and saying, we did this thing, and now we're going to take you on the journey through the Mandalorian, which is, honestly, at this point... I think the the idea of what happened to Mandalore and who this culture is is more mm-hmm. popular in Star Wars than it's ever been. Oh yeah. So Agreed. I think they did it right. Uh yeah. and now we're we all want to know what happens and what happened because we don't even know what happened before all of this.
0: Every dude, how many times did we like once we saw the dark Saber revealed, how many times did we ask what happened? Yeah, still, how did he get it? We still don't know. Right? There's just like we we we, we constantly talked about it. We're like we leave Mandalore in Revels and we come back five years after Return of the Jedi and some bad shit's happened. Really bad stuff. And so now we finally get to find out what happened and what state is Mandalore in, what happened to all the, the Beskar, how they've been have they been going out into the galaxy and farming it all back. Like it's gonna be I'm excited for it. Because I'm excited to see what kind of bad guys they get to introduce into this. Because you know, he's you know the, the the imperial stronghold isn't there anymore. So like I'm thinking pirates have moved in. We're gonna have like some just gnarly dudes that are gonna be there that are just causing chaos, I mean, like the Wild West in there.
1: I also want to I'm know excited. if the destruction of Mandalore was part of Operation Cinder.
0: Um, being that, well, I well, I guess we really, I guess we really don't know because again, where we leave where we leave mandalore they're under occupation in, in the- rebels they're under occupation but the 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 mandalorians are taking power and they're then and, and in theory they're supposed to push the imperials out um and so I have a hard time believing that the emperor took that much that much care and want and thinking that the mandalorians were that important that he would assume that power that planet would be that important to cause chaos. On. I think he did don't think know. that's
1: why they're important because they're one of the few uh, races of people that he tried to indoctrinate to bring into, you know, the the special forces of the Imperial Army. I think he did think they were very important, honestly, which is also Maybe. why he tried to keep them suppressed and away because the ones that were resisting were going to be a huge problem for him.
0: Sure. So, Maybe. I, I I don't know. I, I that the, the entire the entire like Operation Cinder campaign is is very interesting and a little confusing, uh, because it was just select Imperial planets. Uh, it wasn't every planet.
1: Boba Boba did say that they glassed the planet. We've also heard from the Armorer the, in season one that the planet's uninhabitable. But Bo said in episode two, "Don't believe everything you hear."
0: So. So glass, but when you say glassing a planet they, the so the the opera, operation cinder was not like big laser cannons that were like, "Oh, I know that they were they were causing like atmospheric disruption, oh, I know and I know. so like so so but so in my mind, when he said that planet was glass, that made me think that like a superstar destroyer was in low orbit and was being like the covenant and was just blasting what if it was the one entire th- planet in smithereens yeah mm. that was that that was that was my interpretation of it.
1: We'll I I have a feeling we'll find out next season when we go there because I think we're going there next season. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I feel like Bo is is gonna. what if the, the 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 idea of glassing planets in Star Wars is really cool to me, uh, I, lo- uh, I love I love I love that from Halo. Like when the Covenant would just show up and just glass a planet, I thought it was great. So I very I, excited for this.
1: I feel like there's a possibility that the end of season three is gathering as many Mandalorians as they can, going around. Talking to different tribes, dealing with the politics, dealing with the fact that Din currently has the dark saber and Bo doesn't—like these are going to be the struggles that we go through. What is going to be the ending? But of it's Avatar. literally going to be going around getting all the tribes together because they're all all they're all over the galaxy at this point, and getting commitments from the tribal leaders to join I the am... cause and take back the planet at the end. Yeah,
0: but like, what is the cause going to be like? So, like, I'm very Unite curious, who is, who is our? Who is our antagonist going to be? So Moff Gideon is now under the New Republic uh, authorities. He's now incarcerated, in theory. So this is just me just thinking of like where where do we start off in, in season three? Moff Gideon is incarcerated. He's arrested. He's off to he's off to some prison plan. You want
1: to hear my crazy theory? Well, I just like who who is left? I know someone who's left. You don't? Go
0: ahead. I want to hear it.
1: No, you don't. Take a guess. I it's not gonna no no. Not tart, not um, not Thrawn. Okay. There's only one more huge baddie out there. Brendel Hux. Uh, what if Gideon's under him? Is is uh, Rex still alive too? No, Hux, Hux, but Hux is off in the in the chaos. I mean, we it, during this exact time period.
0: I mean, in aftermath, the whole idea was they left the galaxy to go rebuild. Right, but what if?
1: Okay, so they're rebuilding. We know that, but are they always out in the chaos
0: during the rebuilding? Oh, but, but why would he be? Why would he be inhabiting Mandalore? You're thinking of young Hux. We're talking about. Old you're thinking Hux. of his. You're thinking of his son. We're talking about his father, who was responsible for the
1: formation of the First Order with. Valius Rex. Who else is on that
0: council? The oh, no, you haven't. Oh, but you haven't finished aftermath. Yet. You can tell me. I know they're forming
1: it, and I know what it's going to be. So you don't really have to hide it from me. But there's more. I I I really feel like that's what's happening right now. Am I wrong in feeling that way?
0: No, no. You're you're 100 right. And I feel like
1: Gideon is playing a role in all of that. I don't think he's part of their little club, but I think he serves them.
0: I don't. I don't think Gallius is 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 going to be the bad guy. What about Brendel Hawks, then? Uh, well, I know why. I know why Gallius isn't going to be the bad guy. So all right, that uh, gives me a chat. D- to what chat happens don't too. chat. Don't ruin <laughs> it for him.
1: I said he's still alive. You could have just said no.
0: Don't ruin it for him.
1: He's still got to die at some point. While I'm reading it, um,
0: <laughs> I mean, so I mean, like Ray Sloan is introduced. Sloan hates and his guts
1: too, and she's already on Coruscant trying to find dirt on him. So I could just connect the dots a little bit farther ahead and figure out where her head is at. Um, just, I also don't know wait. what happens
0: to Sloane. Uh so actually not not a lot is known about Sloan. So um, what so if it's after, her? It, it I mean it could be, but again, what why why is it going to be an, an a uh an Imperial Admiral that is going to be inhabiting Mandalore it makes no sense to me what, not necessarily what, inhabiting
1: what? but in charge of
0: occupying the, yes why would they be, why would there be an occupation of Mandalore by a Grand Admiral I'm not
1: saying specifically her but she
0: sure should. sure no no. I'm not saying I'm not saying her but uh, you've named off several Grand Admirals Admirals of the of the Empire I'm just trying what? to
1: link the dots back
0: I don't. I don't see why an admiral who's trying to rebuild the Imperial Navy. All right, I'll play why, devil's advocate why the they other way. Occupying that.
1: Why do they keep referencing the fact that she wants to get back to Mandalore and rebuild?
0: Who? It's uh on What's the yeah, point? Well, What's the point in bringing her I, I, along? I, I know. What's I, the I point? Agree, in, in I agree with you hundred percent. Them talking about the it's, to, it's. I think. I think to this point, we have to think outside of the Empire being the only prota- The only antagonist in the galaxy. There, I I don't I just I have a hard time believing five years after the fall of the Death Star they're still hanging out in on Mandalore I think once they harvested Mandalore and that once they once the Empire harvested Mandalore they got out they left and they even talk about that they say anyone who goes to Mandalore dies So a, for me I think Mandalore is gonna be more shrouded in just like mystery and things that we've never seen before. The Imperial occupation has already happened. I think they've they're out of there they, It seems like it's to me Mandalore is becoming a ghost story. It's so, becoming this haunted this haunted shell of a planet.
1: so she'd still have to go
0: around though and tell everyone that they're returning then at minimum they, I think they will I think you're right I think they're going to run they're going to go around in the outer rim they're going to go to places where they've heard whispers of enclaves um these where where these refugees are these Mandalorian refugees have been living. And they are going to recruit. But I think what's going to happen is that you're, I think the first episode, I think we're going to see Mandalore. I hope so. I think, I think we're going to go to Mandalore. We're going to go to the capital. Remember, remember the, the like, man, the Mandalore on the surface, no one inhabited. What if it was all, it, they were all living in these dome structures. They were all living, like, at least around the capital, was all dome structures and stuff. So for like, being able to go in there and go like into the bubble, like or into the big domes, and 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 see all that, I I think that's how the first, going with the first two episodes, are going be. with
1: Ghost Story, going with Imperials, checking out what if it's like uh, Mandalorian Warlord at this point.
0: Sure, it, honestly, okay, so so hear me out on this one. We know that Death Watch was recruiting, right? We know that Death Watch was was creating this this cult the way. What if? it's going to be like a, a, a death, like a death watch style, um, extremely far right Mandalorian warrior class that is taken over. And, and it's very like end of aftermath, like battle of Jakku. Like the guys have gone crazy. They're using like, they're using, like they've got like, they're using blood as paint for, for dressing their armor and stuff. Like, it's like this very hardcore, like old, old, old way for Mandalore. And she, and they show up and they've got a, Fight these guys. Um, that's like that's how I'm kind of feeling. Is like what we would end up seeing. I think that
1: one's probably more likely that they actually have to fight their own people at this point because that seems to be the theme. That's also the, yeah. been the theme of Mandalorian. Well, it's
0: been it's been it's been what we assume to be the way, which we, we we always fought from the beginning. Kevin, you and I are always like, why can't they do this when other Mandalorians? Yeah, we're could. saying it right off the bat. These 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 insane like f- like teachings of the, of the old mandalorian way versus more of what is what we we came to understand what the mandalorian people turned into we always saw death watch as the extremist and it was funny it was funny if you watch clone wars and rebels you always understood that death watch was the extremist and then they literally handed it to us in the first episode they literally like show us the doctrine of of uh, Death Watch, and we didn't even notice it. Now, do you know understand why I felt like I got right. tricked into a cult? That's yeah, it's why. insane. But like, we were literally indoctrinated into this cult, and we like without even realizing it, we just joyfully drank the Kool Aid. So even though we knew it was bad, so
1: assuming it's a warlord of some sort, or you know, it just could just be another clan that never left. Or that came back before them, and yeah. you know, I think the struggle is going to be with who has the claim to the throne, right? Because they'll the be dark like, saber "Well, the dark was...
0: the dark saber was lost, so but
1: this guy hasn't, and he doesn't want it,
0: right?" That's going to be that's going to be the issue. It's going to be the struggle. I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder what. Like, I wonder if Katie Sackhoff like understands that at some point she could potentially die. Like, I want. Like, I feel sure like. I feel like they told her already. Oh, I feel like Bokatan, we could we could we could see her die at some point. It would make sense in the timeline. I, I, like I like I could really like seeing seeing how Din this is another hero this is another insane hero moment for for Din because he is he's not actually Mandalorian, not by birth. No, he's a foundling. And he was taken he was taken as a child, he's a foundling. But he was like But anyone can be Mandalore. Right, because and so Darth like Maul was. well, no. To my to my point is is that he he's been broken. Right, he learned that everything that he was taught was was an extremist way. It wasn't the way. I think he's still right? processing it. Right, exactly. That's why when he took his helmet off, he was accepting the fact that like it's okay. And and I feel like we're gonna see that internal struggle of like him trying to prove himself as a Mandalorian. He's gonna go through trials to prove. That he is a Mandalorian, and uh, I and I think that and I think that's kind of like where this is going to go with season three is that he's going to doubt himself. He's not going to believe that he, it's possible for him to do this, but he has the dark saber. This is mine. I earned this, and then he fights his way to power. And I feel I feel like seeing him as Mandalore to me makes more sense for this show than giving it to Bo-Katan. Because it would
1: be about the character's journey from you know a child exactly. on a war torn planet saved exactly. by these extremists, grows yep. up. He's not even pure blood
0: Mandalorian,
1: but he rises up and becomes. Kevin, Mandalore what do we say every front. week?
0: The show is like a video game. Yeah, no, it, it is makes the sense. Perfect, it is the perfect protagonist uh, leveling sequence, if you will. The guy who starts off drunk in the bar with no armor, he's got a couple coins to his name. And he gets put on an adventure to become, and then at the end of the game, you are the hero. You are you, you've defeated the big bad boss. You've got all the dope stuff, and 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 like that. Just to me, that just makes sense.
1: It's not very Aragornish, Chat, because Aragorn was rightfully the king and supposed to sit on the throne. He was right. avoiding it. This is more. I'm trying to think of another story that would make sense here from a, someone who was not. There's. Deserving. There's
0: so many hero there's so many hero movies and and stories of people who like King Arthur mm-hmm. King like like he literally this stable boy who pulls a sword out of the stone and becomes king yeah it's very similar to that it's pretty much that chat it's pretty much King Arthur pulling pulling the sword out of the stone or pulling it from the from the lake uh it's the same idea John Snow is a good well John no snow John snow, snow another, also
1: had a claim to the throne so that wouldn't uh, be oh true true well that i mean yes what we find out later he does link yeah well no link is also the hero of time so that doesn't add up <laughs> uh yeah we're, we're trying
0: here uh yeah so i mean like i can see i can see his our hero progression going in that direction
1: so uh yeah i i think it's cool i think it's time before we start the questions to talk about sure the moment the Luke sequence. Well, first of all, the dark the dark troopers. The dark troopers uh, uh, were amazing. We know yeah, they're. Yeah. Well, we talked about the series three and then punching the door. But the fight with with Dan and the one dark trooper okay, was such a great. His,
0: how did his brain not turn into scrambled eggs? Uh, I best thought car, about that. That's the hell of a drug, bud. Y- you know, but the energy <laughs> has to go somewhere, dude. <laughs> His head was slamming into the back of that helmet. Adrenaline. <laughs> Holy crap, dude.
1: Seriously awesome space pad- padding. I it was know. it was awesome.
0: It was so good. But like I felt I like I felt like I could feel every punch every time his head went farther and farther and farther into the wall. It was nuts. So he uh he faced off with the one dark trooper and Thank
1: God he only had to fight one. Right, but that was the point of the one that fight. That was the
0: whole point is that these things could eviscerate everybody on this ship. Also, um, I love Moff Gideon.
1: He's one of the best, one of my favorite Star Wars villains, but could he be any more villain stereotypical throughout this entire episode? Literally, literally. here I'm going to tell you my evil plot as it
0: unfolds oh.
1: right in front of you <laughs> and now you will face off against the dark troopers.
0: <laughs> that I will tricked be you into fighting the child. me. Yes, that's very... I, now I know, you I have the dark that. saber
1: and she has to kill you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how he felt the whole episode. I love it was great I love that that was just that I was fantastic that. dark trooper, the whole music in this entire episode was fantastic uh oh highlighted god, by the dark trooper music and then highlighted by the, the dub, music
0: the, the star wars dubstep that we got while the dark troopers were powering on was so my good. wife was
1: so relieved when they vent when oh god they're they're oh, and they oh and they were and super like,
0: sus after the emergency meeting and i already it knew it was to gonna space. happen yes
1: because i had seen it and i look over and i'm just like do you not they're droids they get, no no that's not kicking in all right you'll see him you in a few minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that we called it too that only best car uh, and then and then come to find out a lightsaber could destroy those things they were impervious to to, to laser shots also the force in, in, impervious to fire <laughs> oh yeah and the force yeah okay but dude but the force moves through us penetrates us binds us together um so I thought that was great like like the best bar spear going through the neck was really really good I thought that was fun
1: um yo it was, it was a great action sequence i enjoyed it it showed just how badass these things are i doubt this is the last time we see them i think they're I going hope to not they i were really I, mean. well they're in the they're in the bad batch trailer so i'm gonna assume Yay. that this is their introduction back into so we'll the Star see like Wars it we'll universe.
0: see like a v1 v1 dark trooper don't be
1: surprised if you don't see like v1 or v2 dark troopers in jedi fallen order in the next series like i have a feeling they're they're back now they're gonna be in the stories because yeah they were always such a cool enemy. Yeah.
0: Uh, very, very, ter- like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is like a T100 scene. Super Terminator, like the way. They're very Terminator esque. The way that they moved, the way they were like the, the red eyes, the way that their movement was in sync. It was, it was good. They, they are a ve- like, but it's unfortunate. And we've talked about this before, at least I think we've talked about it, at least I know i talked about it with Kevin, is that everything Imperial is very badass on paper. And even visually, like when you see it, very, very badass. Awesome. But when they actually get put up against the hero, it doesn't matter if it's in a video game, in a movie, in a show. Anytime anything really badass goes up against the hero, it always looks ridiculous. These dark troopers, or like the uh, the uh, death troopers, or like anything badass, always ends up just crumbling in front of a Jedi. I think, that's, and I, and I, I think like, that's I was a point, little. Him. I I know that is the point, but like the thing, like literally, it could be like. This thing is literally indestructible and it's got a it's got a mini nuke as a as a wrist rocket and like all these things were like it, it could it could destroy a planet with the blink of an eye. But watch out for the hero because it'll kill it one shot. I think that's it's why a little much.
1: I, but I also think that's what suffers under the fact that they a there's only two Sith. That's why they brought the Inquisitors in and whatnot, because Palpatine is on that level, too. Like Palpatine is an evil, 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 very, very, very strong son of a bitch. Yes. Right. He could do some serious damage, but, you know, you don't really get to see it on display outside of uh, comics and books and whatnot. Comics, of yeah, comics, movies. TV
0: shows, and it's just, or in the books, and it's just like, oh, man. Like, when you watch him, when you watch Sidious fight against Maul, one of my favorite lightsaber fights in Clone Wars, because it is just so intense, watching him do the spins with that, rah, and the lightning in his sword play, it was just like, it was... My mouth was open I was like holy crap like he's a badass and you kind of see that in episode three a little bit but even then he still moved around kind of like a like decrepit old guy uh but it was just like I wish I wish we got to see more of more of the bad guys beating up on the good guys a little bit uh I was just, uh, just like it was kind of it was a little bit of the same level of disappointment when they showed up for the first time and just grabbed gogu grogu and fired up into into space I was just like I wish they would have just done a little bit more of them. And hopefully, to my point, hopefully we'll see more of them in the future where they do get to be a little bit more badass and get to show off more of their arsenals and what they can do.
1: Well, also, too, uh, as we go through High Republic and more so Old Republic, when we finally explore that, which, fingers crossed, that's what Tyke is working on right now, um, you will see the power of the Sith balance out against that power that Jedis possess. Yeah, I am. You're talking thousands upon thousands of both now. You'll yeah. get those. I, look at Vader and
0: Rogue One. Oh, oh just speaking of that, can we talk about how the perfect, the, the, perfect uh, segue? <laughs> dude, how how Luke, Luke's intro lightsaber scene was almost one to one to Darth Vader's Rogue One Hallway uh, scene. Rogue One hallway scene. Mm-hmm. Other than I and I watched it. I watched it again and I was like, oh my gosh, everything was almost the same Completely. except for the one part where he lifts up the 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 uh, rebel soldier onto the ceiling. It was the only part that was missing from that. Everything else was almost one to one. It was great.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was such a nice I didn't
0: catch that and Kevin found it and sent it to me and Callie I was like, found Callie sent the it Callie, to me Oh she sent it to you. I and noticed that, was that great. The,
1: I thought it was just the cinematography of the whole of the hallway shot when I watched it the second yeah. time I was like, "Oh, that's a lot like Rogue One." Callie sent me the video of them on top of each other, and I was like, "Oh, it's way more than just the shot. It is literally <laughs> the lightsaber movements except like you said, the dude on the ceiling." Yep. Um, so uh, that was such a great touch. It was
0: very it was very poetic. You know, like that was his dad and then it's Luke, and to see the same ferocity but still light and dark. Also, very, one's very killing
1: cool. humans, the other one's killing droids. Because Luke, Exactly. Remember, Luke right. is at a very pacifist part of his life right now, too. Extremely.
0: He is very much so. He's very Gandhi-esque. So, uh, killing droids but was like,
1: easy-peasy for him.
0: But still, to my point, the ferocity of Luke, just to watch him, like, he cuts everything out of the lightsaber, and then the last droid, the last trooper, he just uses the force and crumbles it like a beer can.
1: What was the... So good. M- okay,
0: so when the X-Wing flies by for me... I know who I knew, it I is. I knew right away. I knew right away when they said X-Wing and it was by itself. I was like, oh, it's
1: Luke. But I had to play Devil's Advocate. And I was like, who else could it be? And I'm like, if they put. So
0: I was like, I was like it was Luke. And then at one point, one point, I was like, these motherfuckers are right. It's Mace Windu. <laughs> that was the only other one. I was oh like, God. no.
1: Because the only reason I played Devil's Advocate was because John and, and and Dave have a, he- a history of debating. Sure. Like, the, oh, it's got to be Luke. And then you're like, oh, son of a bitch. You lied. Yeah. And Mace Windu somehow got a hold of Luke's X-Wing in some obscure comic that nobody's ever read and nobody noticed. So, you know, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, it's Luke. And then I was like, who else could it be? And then once I saw the, there was a shot right before you see the glove, there's one shot where he turns and you could see uh-huh. his belt buckle. And I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, silver belt buckle. buckle. Uh huh. Because a green lightsaber, yeah. too, you're like, okay, there's option, there's thing number two saying
0: it's Luke. There was, yeah, it was like, there's no other person in this timeline currently, right now, that we know of that has a green lightsaber. So
1: before before we go to questions, I we, I want I want to tell my experience. Tim can tell his. Sure. As we said on the show previously, literally verbatim, I said if it's Luke Skywalker, I'm gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. And once it was actual Luke, actually Luke Skywalker, yeah. I did not hate it. ...for two reasons. One, they did justice by the character that Luke Skywalker is. Yes, there's some things that Tim will bring up that are definitely worth noting and could be considered mistakes. so I'll let him explain because he pointed them out to me. But two, the child inside of me that saw Return of the Jedi when I was seven or eight years old will refuse to ever allow me to hate that scene. It is impossible. I can't do it. No matter how much I want to fight how much I want to cry and kick and scream the whole way down. I can't do it. I love yeah. what they did. And the kid that loves Star Wars in me jumped and screamed and was cheering so loud that I was like, I was overcome with emotion. And then when R2 came beeping around the corner, I was like, it's R2. And then my yeah. wife and son were walking through. I'm like, don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come in.
0: <laughs>
1: it was like, it's always sunny with his uncle. Tim. Nobody yeah. look. Nobody look. <laughs> So go ahead. What what were your feelings on that?
0: So I mean, like overall, I thought it was I thought it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. They definitely set the bar again. Um, it it wasn't it, it, but the bar is at a different level with this episode than it was for Ahsoka. I don't think you could ever come close to the reveal of Ahsoka in the live universe. It was just like that 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 episode is very special, and I don't want to put that up against any other episode, just because of how special it is to me and how important that episode. I feel like. Is to the Star Wars cinematic universe of like bringing her into the live scene was very very special and important for Star Wars fans. So to look at to look at this episode, they really set the bar as far as action, the 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 the, the, the cinematography lens that they used for this was very dark. Um, it was very intense. It was very much so in your face, and I really appreciated that as someone who enjoys Rogue One. Um, like I will always call Rogue One as like the dark Star Wars movie because it just like it it showcases a lot of nitty gritty parts that they never like you always knew were there, but they never really showcased in the movies. Uh, and so I, I like that as well. My biggest issue with this episode, I thought the first time I watched it was Luke being introduced into Mando's little bubble that we've kind of like come to know and like i've come to appreciate because again it's not the force wielding lightsaber dueling star wars that we've come to know and love right it's very much so different it focuses on some someone completely different that has nothing to do has no ties at all to the, the skywalkers at in any capacity so i've always really appreciate that because it's a, sometimes you just you get you get just bombarded with the same Star Wars stuff over and over again. Force users, lightsabers, and, and like, there's so much more to the Star Wars universe than that. That's kind of the anchor, but there's so much more to it. So that was—I was a little frustrated with that. But for us to progress with Mando's story, I think we had to allow Grogu to go with Luke because it didn't work with anybody else. There was no one left in the universe— that he was calling out to. We we assume Ezra is still lost out in the chaos. He's somewhere with Thron, held by Thron, captured by Thron, or he's 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 somewhere else, or he's dead. We don't. We we assume that he's not Jon Favreau. That he's not dead. So my my assumption is that he's still out there. Ahsoka's still trying to find him with Sabine, or Sabine's trying to find him, and she's in. And Ahsoka's trying to find Thron. That is what I assume happened to Thrawn, to to Ezra. So the only person left in the galaxy that is a force user that could hear that type of call that would be attuned to the force in that special of a way is luke skywalker that's it so like i feel like again for us to to move on with din's next chapter was for essentially for us to let grogu go and that was a part and that was a lot of this that that final part was a lot about attachment and again what was, the, what was the, the, the the topic of why Grogu wasn't being able to, why he wasn't to be trained by Ahsoka? Attachment. And so he was attached to Din. And so for them to break this, this, like for them to go, they had to let go of the attachment. They had to let go of each other to grow as individuals for Grogu to actually become the Jedi that he was designed to be. And for Mando to continue on his Mandalorian journey. And so I feel like you can really start to look at this in different and different layers as to like what they were trying to to showcase and 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 talk about within that. And so they needed to uh, as far as the, the overall attachment we've come to know and love the fathered son moments that we've all really come to enjoy and find either comical or really heartwarming or even sad. Um, we couldn't Mando couldn't continue on his path as, you know, going with Bo and saving Mandalore while also taking care of the child. The right. child had his own path to go down, and he it, he was to be trained. That was that was that was Mando's quest. Mando's quest was to give Grogu to to his own, to his people, to the Jedi, and so he fulfilled his quest. And so, like the more the more I watched, the more I thought about it. In, in not going off initial just like knee jerk reactions, I I did enjoy this movie, or in this I was like, because it felt like a movie. Uh, you know, having Luke show up, like you said, to your point, like it, it felt like, again, like seeing Luke with his green lightsaber for the first time, like that was really, really cool. The one thing that I, I didn't enjoy and it felt rushed was the deep fake that they did on Luke's face using old like using young Mark Hamill's face um, on the body double. It, it 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 reminded me a lot of when we saw Leia in Rogue One, because and Kevin, you made a great point when you and I were talking about this the other night. Is that it's so bright on the sh- on on the command deck when you see Leia, you can't really hide the imperfections of CGI. When they did it with for Moff Tarkin, you knew it was still CGI. You knew it wasn't real, but it felt real because of the the shadows, mm-hmm. because of the lighting effects they could use, and because it was darker on a on a uh, on the command deck of an imperial ship, like on the Death Star, it was always dark and dreary, and it always felt evil, and so you could kind of get away with that, but. When when Luke when Luke walks in, it's like you even you originally Kevin you thought that it was like it wasn't deep fake, you thought it was. A I was also on just a, real the TV actor. the TV I have right, in my right, bedroom. I right, can't see say, as well. Right, I watched it on a, on a on a higher quality screen. I saw it, and there was on my other. There was TV a couple TV. parts where you could see right right under the jawline. There was some weird transition going on, and so the only reason why I'm nitpicking is that it just it felt kind of forced. But they had to do it that way. And Kevin and I were talking about this before we went live. The reason why they can't use a full-on new person to play as Luke Skywalker is because then it would have messed up the, con- the, the continuity between the Return of the Jedi, Empire, and New Hope. That is always Mark Hamill. It's always Mark Hamill. He is Luke Skywalker. And you never, ever, ever see them use someone else to portray the original heroes. The only time you ever see that happen is Han Solo in Solo, but he's a younger version of Solo, like 20 years before we meet him. In in a new hope, so he's aged, and so that's why that works. But if they were to if they were to show Han Solo again in now, if they were doing like movies or shows now, they would most definitely one hundred percent use a young, deep faced, deep fake faced Harrison Ford, because they want that. They want that to be like they always want it to be the same. They don't want it to change. So you'll never see someone portray someone else. Like I know they were saying the guy who plays Bucky, they they were yes. like he would make a perfect Luke. I agree, but it's not Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. You could now now someone else could be young Luke, but no one will ever be like if it's if it's within the timeline of 4, 5 and 6, no one will ever be like normal Luke that we know him and no one will be old Luke because it's Mark Hamill again there it is so that those so those like if i wanted like so that was the only thing like really when i went back and when i went back and watched it again the only things that i really didn't like about the episode were two things one the dark troopers didn't get enough time to shine i really wanted them to be more of a like a badass force of evil i really wanted them to have, to to have more within the overall season once they were introduced and two i i wish there would be there could have been another way for them to showcase to like to to bring forth Luke Skywalker without using the deep fake cuz it just felt fake. And that's it. Like overall, awesome episode. I loved it. Like, it even though I said if Luke shows up and takes Grogu, I'm going to hate it, uh, to Kevin's point, when I saw it, I loved it.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: and be, I, and also because again, going back to that whole connection thing, I lost my shit when when that when that happened when Grogu is when he's holding when when Luke says you have to give him permission. And he's holding Grogu and he touches his helmet and was like, oh, my God, they're going to they're going to say goodbye. And then when he took his helmet off, it I lost it. I was just like, this was the this it's it's like when you go to summer camp and you say goodbye to your parents the first time and you're just like, I miss them. It was that all over again. It was just like this insane feeling of, again, losing that connection. It's it's a father son moment. It's the father letting go of the son for him to continue on. And that that whole part was so rough, and I'm so glad they brought R two in because I was so gone at that point. I'm like, oh, it's R two, great! <laughs> so, the, so like it helped
1: so much. The other divisive topic is does R two know Grogu? So, so I
0: say yes. When you yes. told me that, when you told me that, I went back with that in mind. Of okay, they know each other. The way they interact with each other, not at all. No, I went back. I went back and watched it. You're you're going off of the whole like he gets on his two feet. He's like beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep. It's like I th- I think I think to my mind, R two knew that Grogu was sad because Grogu had this very like somber look on his face. He was very he just it was very upset almost. And then once R two showed up and started doing the beep boop, boop, then he got happy. And it wasn't like a hey, I know you. It was just kind of like I think R two was trying to ease the pain a bit. Nah, I just watched it. I disagree completely. I literally just watched it, too. I don't think they know each other. No. That wouldn't make any sense. Why would he have had any interaction it with It doesn't
1: Anakin? make any sense. Si- look at every time R2 gets excited and everything else. It doesn't make any sense for him to do what he did.
0: I don't like it. I
1: don't like your answer,
0: either. Uh, so,
1: dude, the show's over. We're never doing another episode, Tim. Oh, uh, it's my fault. And that was how Star Wars and Scotch ended. The great R2-D2 <laughs> disagreement of season two of The Mandalorian. It would be 15 years before Tim and Kevin would see each other oh, to do another God. episode of Star Wars and Scotch. Um, cool. Questions, Tim? You ready? Let's do it, bud. Tim, you're going to love what
0: I worked up. Are you ready for this? Yeah, but real quick, before we get into the questions, don't forget, chat, this episode was brought to you by... No,
1: no, no, don't do it. That's what I worked up. Oh, okay, go ahead. The question portion of the show, or cantina time, as Tim liked to call it, is brought to you by Kings Coast Coffee. Just because the holidays are over doesn't mean you're not going to need coffee. Go to kingscoastcoffee.com and get your
0: coffee today.
1: See, See, you like that, don't you?
0: yeah that was i'm good. pointing we at you like
1: keep. everyone can see me yeah, pointing no at me we right should now.
0: keep we should keep that, tra- that that was a good transition nicely done yeah, continue you
1: know, like, tim was mad that i was doing like all front-ended stuff so i had to break it, it, was, it up little oh little i wasn't
0: mad bit. it was just like it was 10 so ad- it was like 10 minutes of ads
1: he tried to hit me it was crazy <laughs> i did
0: he didn't I, not hard <laughs> uh
1: what do you want to see in the future of mandalorian we talked about that were you shocked at all the all-girl assault squad? I thought it was badass. You know, I didn't notice the first time around. The second time around when I was watching it with my wife, I was like, babe, this, this is fucking great.
0: Yeah, this dude, it was a girl squad. It was dope. Four I loved it. Poor ladies
1: beating the shit out of a bunch of Stormtroopers.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd also, uh, Ming, uh, Ming-Na Wen, she was amazing. I'm actually really excited to see her in I am in so Boba Fett. happy yeah, she's going to be Boba Fett. She's going to be in Bad Batch. Uh, Bad Batch. Um, I love her. I'm so glad she finally got like the proper screen time because when she was in season one, I felt like they really screwed her out of like a really cool role. And so for her to come back and to be like this badass sidekick, I love it. She's amazing. Uh,
1: what episode overall has been your favorite? Honestly, at this point, it is a... Dead ass tie between this episode and Ahsoka.
0: Yep my my favorite episode is the Ahsoka reveal. Um, I loved I loved the the old samurai style that they went with that. Again, it's it also it's Ahsoka. Um, her coming into the live the live space is really big and important for Star Wars fans, especially as we go forward. Her getting her own show, um, it's everything that I feel like any like like hardcore Star Wars fan has wanted. And so like that, that episode is very, very important to me, especially because I'm a big fan of Thrawn. And so when she, when she asks, where's your master? Where is Admiral Thrawn? I just lost it, dude. I, I was so excited. So that episode for me out of two seasons is my favorite.
1: Uh, yeah. tie for me for this one. Cause I love the Ahsoka one for every reason. Tim just said too, but this yeah. one, I feel like I'm still coming down from the high of Luke. Sure. Freaking Skywalker. Sure. Uh, Andrew said, you both were right about Boba Fett leading to a Boba Fett show. Chat was wrong. Chat, you can apologize to me. You can apologize mm-hmm. to me that you got marketed for four episodes?
0: Yeah, dude. Are yeah, you? Boba Fett, Bob, Boba Fett <laughs> being in The Mandalorian did absolutely nothing other than being a marketing ploy for the book of Boba.
1: His character was absolutely useless in this story. Absolutely does, 100% yeah. useless, except for the use of Slave 1. That was it.
0: Right. If Fennec, Fennec did more than Boba Fett did. Just think about that. Jack. You got think marketed. Deal with it. <laughs> yep. He was you. a taxi service. Yeah. I, he was love a taxi you all, service.
1: I really do. This is you make the show special.
0: What do you think's going to happen? Oh, so now. Oh, I guess. So I guess also now that we know that Boba Fett's gone with with Slave One and Fennec that we don't we do 100% know that Bo and Din are going to be traveling together on that light Imperial cruiser. Yeah, it's pretty Pretty awesome. It's pretty dope. They have their own light Imperial cruiser. That's pretty cool. Want, that Talk about an upgrade, Evan, going from the Razor Crest to a light Imperial cruiser. We thought the transport
1: ship was going to be the upgrade in episode two. <laughs>
0: this is a much better model.
1: I'm very happy very that they so. were able to get into that one instead of the other one. All you got to do is wait for a deal later in the year, chat. That's how it is when you're car shopping. <laughs> uh Andrew also said, will Grogu have some fate other than being killed by Ben Solo? Look, I don't it's think Disney. Gets, I don't think he gets killed by it's Ben. It's Disney. They're not bringing him all this all this way for somewhere to, to be appear. a sacrificial lamb down yeah. the road? Nah. No. He, I have a feeling he'll either Mm-mm. finish his training, which seems unlikely, or leave for some other reason to go back with Din, or he will escape the same way he escaped the temple. Well, although in the Jedi Temple situation, it sounds like somebody got him out, which I'm sure we'll find more about at some point. Because he was in that little pram. Or or in this, you know, he'll find his own way out, because we have, what, 15 years? 15 years till Ben goes not so right yes so um uh did, did, yeah uh, I, don't, we, I don't
0: i don't think he's he's going to be killed by the knights of wren i i have a hard time believing that uh we answered that
1: one how many uh how long do you think uh, this is worded poorly but i'm gonna try it you're saying disney's gonna have a groger series i go with a hard no, no on that one nope. usually if you have a series the main character should be able to talk he's so. a good sidekick
0: yeah he's <laughs> a great sidekick he sells merch he's cute that's it he is he is cute all He's right adorable all right all right all right
1: uh so what if uh since Bo already had the dark saber and lost it now that she can't we talked about that one uh does this set up season three for bo katan to teach din how to lead the mandalorian people we did we of well we kind of no we, we said he that. brutally murders her in a duel this is what if she does become oh, advisor? Never
0: said that she gets brutally eviscerated by the dark saber. I mean, it's
1: it's a it's a battle for supremacy of the planet. I feel like at that oh, point,
0: they're but they're close. They're friends now. I don't see them. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I don't. They they set, they set it up for them to be allies. I have a hard time, but like knowing how Bo acts, I don't think that is that is her way for her to turn on someone who is an ally. And then kill them? Mm-mm. She would have just done it right there on the deck. I don't know. Uh, we talked about that.
1: Uh, we talked about that. Man, you guys ask the same questions over and over again. And no, that thing- just means
0: Kevin, we we have our finger on the pulse. We're good. We know them. Uh, we're good at our here, job. I'm gonna
1: take here. I'm gonna take some questions from Patreon because those are usually long.
0: Oh, and- Patreon. Kevin, this portion of the show is brought to you by Tim. Go ahead. Uh, this is, is this portion of the episode is brought to you by Patreon. That's right. Rare Drop now is a Patreon. If you enjoy these, these types of productions and many more, uh, you should head on over to Patreon.com and think about supporting Rare Drop at a financial level. Just think if about it. If you so choose. There's many of tier, many of tiers to choose from. Uh, it ranges all the way from $5 to Also,
1: the patrons got to see our D&D session live when we did the Christmas Carol D&D last Wednesday. Yeah, a lot of you probably haven't even heard of that. Me, Tim, Ben, uh, with our DM, Captain Robert, did a Christmas Carol D&D adventure. It's exactly what you think it is. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And if you're not a patron and you didn't get to see it, on Friday, Christmas Christmas Day, Day. 6 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, it will premiere again for you to all enjoy and watch, and you can watch the adventures of Charlie the Chimney Sweep, uh, Snapdragon right, the Wizard, me. and meet Charlie the Chimney Sweep. as they try to save Christmas with Scrooge. That was a heck of a... It was a really good d campaign. Excellent campaign. campaign. Um, Experimental Gameplay said, Not entirely certain how the timelines match up, but it occurred to me that if Ben Solo starts training with Luke while Grogu is still training, then the reason there is no mention of Grogu during the timeline of the sequels could be due to Grogu, Grogu being one of the students killed by Ben Solo. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Loving the podcast. Keep up the awesome content. We did just answer that one, but you're a patron, so I'm reading your question. Uh, I don't think so. I don't. No. I just Mm-mm. it doesn't. It doesn't. Disney is not going to make Grogu get murdered. That after would be he like that would be saved. like at
0: some point Disney blowing Mickey Mouse's head off. That's not in front happen, of chat. a bunch of Mickey Mouse fans. In fr- exactly. <laughs> like that literally is never going up to
1: the stage at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> for a live show hey dude, and having Donald that? take a shotgun to his head <laughs> in front of all the families and children that are there in a post-covid world and blow his f- brains out. That's what you're <laughs> suggesting.
0: Yeah, that's not happening, chat.
1: I don't I don't I don't think so. Think of that the marketing.
0: Really good, that was a really good analogy. That just popped in my head and I went with it. I also, like an one.
1: alive grogu is worth far more to Disney than a dead one. Most
0: definitely, dude. You can't make money off of the dead grogu while singing hot dog (laughs) they just they call the 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 revenge of goofy (laughs) yuck james said i still
1: find it funny that luke appeared at the final episode of the season when i asked the question last week if they might add him in uh that being said do you believe that they will leave grogu off of next season so they don't burn out his character and do you think that there will be repercussions uh for mando removing his helmet and showing his face two-part question Mm. I think we will see Grogu, maybe not next season, might be a check in to make sure like he's okay and like, hey, he's still there. Uh, So it could be even just a vignette of him training with Luke. It doesn't even have to be Din visiting him or him eating a frog. Yeah, doing cute things or maybe he's a little bit grown up and a few years have passed. We don't know. Um, And then secondary Mando removing his helmet. I doubt anyone there is going to sell Mando up the river for removing his helmet. except Moff
0: Gideon. Well, okay, no, but, but hold on. Remember, he learns that taking his helmet off is okay. But he's, he learns that the way is not the way. He hasn't said that out loud yet, though. No, but he's... Un, no, but we've definitely seen it. There's been trivial points where he willingly took off his helmet. Because he knew... He knew... He knew after meeting... Like, after he met Bo, the gear started to spin. It was... He was, he was starting to... Like, when she really made him think about what it was that he was doing and like what the the way he was following wasn't the right way. I think I don't think there's going to be any type of negative repercussion because he's with Bo now. Moff Gideon's going to go off with Cara Dune. Cara Dune's going to take Moff Gideon, he's going to go into a he's going to go to a prison planet. He's going to a prison planet, he's going to a prison outpost. That's the fate for Moff Gideon. Din and Bo are off to off to Mandalore. So I I don't I do not think that he's going to have a, a negative repercussion for taking his helmet off, but I do think it is going to lead to what will be the interaction between what was Death Watch, which is whatever it has evolved into now, which is this extreme, this extremist uh, visionary of how Mandalore should be, and him and Bo going up against that, and I think he's going to, I think that's going to be the type of struggle that he's going to go through.
1: Layla, what? Layla said on Facebook, this is kind of the way.
0: It's kind of the way, it's like the way light.
1: Kind of, sort of. But not yeah. really. So, right. thank you, patrons, for your questions. Again, if you are on uh, one of the patrons, you can pop your questions in there every week. Uh, and Tim and I will 100% read your question, even if it's been asked already, because you paid for that privilege. Uh, but if not, you can put them in Slido and we'll read them, but we're not going to go. you asked already. Will Thrawn be the Thanos of the Disney Plus universe? Absolutely not. Um, that doesn't make any sense. The the big baddies are, I think, even in this time period, is still considered Palpatine would be the closest thing to Thanos in the current uh, Disney story. Also, the Disney Plus-verse isn't... Disney, Disney Canon is probably what you're looking for, and Disney Canon will go across different timelines. Not timelines, time eras. So what is during this era is Palpatine. We know that. There is a nine-movie series dedicated specifically to the battle against Emperor Palpatine. We don't know who that's going to be. We know there's a big baddie in the High Republic. We don't know who it is yet. And then in the Old Republic, there's tons of Sith, but the ultimate one would be the Eternal Emperor if they bring him back in canon. Yep. <clears throat> uh, we talked about that. Where Does Boba start doing CrossFit to lose the dad bod, or do we get dad bod oh, Boba in the new God. series? I hope that we get dad bod Boba because it just makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> what? He's older. He's seen it. some shit. By five, by five years, dude. Dude, he was just you know snacking when he was living with the Sand People a little <laughs> bit more than he should have. He should have you know been watching those Tatooine calories. But I hope he's even thicker. Right vibe, like a really thick <laughs> Boba like, for next he's season. Be,
0: oh yes, yes. I love that. Like the him.
1: armor plate is just like up and just off like of bib. him.
0: He's gonna be He's gonna look just like Bibb did. Bibbo, I love it. Bibbo Fat, oh, Even man. even we his should, even even his his whatever his head extension, his head tail thing. We should explore that. Got fat. We
1: should explore a thick boba collection. Oh my god! For our for our store for when we revamp the store next year <laughs> for merch like Star Wars <laughs> and Scotch prevents thick presents thick boba, and he's just <gasps> super thick. <laughs> i love it boba thick fat um yeah. how would you have made boba more important character this season seems like the only thing he needed was for his ship after the razor crest blew up i wouldn't have included boba fed in this season i would have found a way to get him another ship personally mm-hmm. i'm over it i don't care boba's there and he's there to stay that's that's a, i don't care i'm fine with it his armor looked really nice after he cleaned it I yeah. want to know what he used I, to clean it though. I still like, want to
0: know where to get those spray paint from. That is some serious
1: like solvent to get those dents out and whatnot. I'm really <laughs> and curious in the rust the and everything product because I I could use some for a few home projects. So if anyone knows, <laughs> let me know. I'd love to know what Thick Bubba uses to get dents out of his 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 now best car previously Durasteel armor. Uh, OxyClean, hundred <laughs> uh, percent.
0: Hey, do you have any best that's rusted up? Do you have these stains that won't come out? Do you need a refresh on your paint? OxyClean.
1: love it. Is it me or did the pilots flying Doctor Pershing look like they could be clones, or maybe they were? just I super thought they similar were twins. Looking? There you I go. I thought
0: they were twins.
1: I would need to dissect that. I did not look at that.
0: I I watched I watched it again this afternoon, and I I had to keep hitting pause. I thought it was the same person, hmm. and that was in. And and to your point, Kevin, you were talking about like the opposites. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. But yeah, I I think they're clones. I thought the exact they are either they're either identical twins or they're clones.
1: Interesting. I like that theory. Yep. And that would be such a fun Easter egg that we find out about later. So I'm all about that. Um Din won the Darksaber through combat, so Boa. Yeah, we talked about that. Does Kylo play into anything that happened at the end since Luke started training and Kylo ended up killing his students? Kylo's five years old right now. Uh, yep. Because mommy and daddy had celebratory we-beat-the-Empire sex, little Kylo was born, uh, and he's like four or five years old right now. So, if he's causing shit, then if they didn't realize for the first 20-something years that he was going to be a problem, then Luke is clearly not as clairvoyant as he claims to be with the force yep dr pershing was a cloning expert from Camino. they confirmed it in this we, episode we, we knew we it already knew but we knew that they said it out loud. Ha- as
0: soon as we saw his like the lapel thing that insignia we we're like wait a second they this physically guy's, just guys from Camino. they said it out loud yep. uh
1: no on that one uh I guess it's good Boba Fett wasn't with them at the end. Imagine Luke seeing his ass. <laughs> I didn't think oh. of that. <laughs> well,
0: oh, okay. So I've been doing the the uh I've been reading the uh Doctor uh Doctor Afra book. Doctor Afra. Uh, um so this is this is in between episodes 4 and 5 and it talks about Luke and Han running up against uh Boba Fett. As well, which I thought was really, really interesting. They talk about how they like they they, they had fought him previously before Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and and A New Hope was so I just or um uh Empire. I just thought that was really cool. Like they just continue to like build that story of like when 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 Han was really freaked out about running into the, the the bounty hunters. This is like they're starting to like really piece all that stuff together. I thought it was great. Anyway, I just had to say that it was great. Enjoy. Uh-huh. Dr. Afra Chat, if you're looking for another Star Wars book to read, Dr. Afra, I also pre-ordered all of the uh, High Republic books. There's four of them available, four or five of them avail- available now. There's like one kid one and then the rest of them are like, you know, novels. Uh that's like when's the first one, the 14th of January? Uh yeah, it's early on. So I'm mean, super excited, Chat. We've talked, we've thrown around the idea. Well, I think we'll have to kind of chew on it a little bit more and figure out how we're going to want to deliver that content. But you guys know, you guys know how much I love to do Star Wars books. And we've talked about doing some type of like Star Wars uh, book of the month club thingy, like segment in the show where we talk about the first like five. Cha- like we do. We'll do like chapters like one through five for the first week. and We'll just do like five chapters every week, something like that. Um, so we'll continue to kind of mess around with it. We'll see what you guys think. Maybe we'll ask the patrons with their their uh, with their idea. And uh, we'll go from there. But I would like to incorporate more Star Wars books because a lot of You'd- you, I've noticed throughout the through the entire year that we've been doing either SpoilerCast or Star Wars and Scotch, whatever it is has, this, this has become now, you guys are constantly asking me, what book should I start reading? Where should I start? What's the next one that you suggest? And so I would love to incorporate that more into the show.
1: Tim, you talking about the uh, SWS Book Club? Yes. Yes, Kevin.
0: That's exactly what I was referring to.
1: Hashtag branding. <laughs> Uh, Zarkadius asked, "What if the officer that disappeared was actually Sabine undercover, and that's how they took the bridge so easy? But also setting up for the next season? No, no. That's how you just get a no. <laughs> no. Uh talked about the dark saber and bow officer that killed himself in cyanide. Uh, okay, the one officer killed himself in cyanide. Why didn't Moff Gideon kill himself? He was who was he protecting? Thrawn." We've kind of touched on that as well, but uh, I guess maybe he didn't have access to his site. I don't know.
0: He might not have had that pill. I mean, like that's why he put the gun to his. He, he was also ready might to have do tried to
1: fire off a shot to take out Bo or Costco. We don't know. We're arguing about it, uh, and then kill himself so to try and take someone down with him rather than just take himself out of the picture.
0: Uh, uh, I, I think it's just a little detail that I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have let him. He's he's too popular of a person. He's too great of an actor. And overall, he's a great villain to have in the show. For him just to pop it out and just go out that way was too easy. Why he, He's going to continue being a part of it.
1: Why couldn't Mando fight and lose on purpose to give up the saber? Obviously, he doesn't have to die. Moff is alive and lost it because he actually has to fight her. She will not accept him laying down. She, he can't yield. He actually has to fight her. Uh Oh, oh also, did you think? They haven't said anything from what I've seen, but did you think that he, the planet he went to meet her on was Lothal? It looked I,
0: I I don't think so.
1: It could not be completed. Completely huh. not, but it looked very Lothal-y.
0: Hmm. Do you have a picture? I
1: need to go look. Go oh, look. I'm sure there's a picture online. I'll keep reading questions. Uh following up from the beginning of Mandalorian, what are your expect where your expectations met this season for me? I say yes, we learned about Grogu, uh Mando character development and lightsaber fight. Uh yes, it, uh, it they helped advance the broader Star Wars universe, which I think is always the main point of putting out Star Wars content. Is how does it line up
0: with the it could, entire it could universe. Be the, it could be the mining areas of Lothal. It, it could be, I don't, but, it, but it doesn't but, matter so, if it is or it's not. I was just curious, right, right, right. Yeah, but I mean, like, so, like, people are people are like, well, there's like, uh, there's factories, not like the fields. Like, so we always see the fields, yeah, the in rebels. Fields. But so you, you have to remember Lothal when it was under Imperial <laughs> occupation, it was essentially turned into a mining planet. They were they were take they were like like Lothal already had like mining companies that were on the planet the Imperials came in and they took over those mining companies and then they started to like ramp up their overall production. Cause they were looking for certain minerals that was, that was on Lothal. So uh, yeah, it's be. a massive planet, you know, the capital's really big. And then around those areas, yeah, there's mining camps and stuff. Remember um, Lothal also was on fire at one point. So, uh, this one's for you.
1: Jacob said, I just finished Thrawn Treason, and I agree with you, Tim. I completely believe that Thrawn lost on Lothal on purpose to get away with the Emperor Thrawn forever.
0: That's uh, that is still my 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 running theory. I still I still I still fervently believe that Thrawn will always put the good of the Ascendancy, the good of the Ch- Chiss people, above anything else. And if he knew that there was a possibility, he's a very smart person. He I I he is extreme. He is force sensitive. Um, he's extremely smart. And for him to let the rebels get the upper hand on him like that, just very out of character, the more that I've learned about how Thrawn acts and behaves. And so I still, I still fervently believe that Thrawn used that as an out, as a way to get away from the Empire, to get away from the Emperor. He knew things were getting he knew things were getting bad. The Emperor wasn't trusting him anymore. The point when you get to the end of book three, you know that the Emperor is pissed he's upset he's losing he's losing his hold the rebels are starting to actually become a real problem and he doesn't trust Thrawn. he continuously asks him Mithran Yorodo, like where do you stand with me like what like where is your allegiance you know and he always says you know to you my lord it's always the empire first but he even says that like the the the, the ascendancy is way more important than anything else but he'll never jeopardize that because of the empire so um, it's, it's very, it's weird because he always, he like kind of contradicts himself, but then he always like makes it, you are like, oh, okay, I understand. Uh, but I, I still, I still really think that Thrawn used that as an, as an escape to go to, uh, to ba- go back to the ascendancy, go to the chaos. Cody said, do you think
1: we get, to go to Dathomir if we go to Mandalore? It's close. And if they do an episode about the story of the dark saber, there's a gap in Maul's story with it. I don't think Mandalore would nothing have a reason to go to, there.
0: It has nothing to do with Maul. You, at this uh, point, Maul's story is done. Maul is dead. They showcased everything that they needed to do on Dathomir. I don't see he's been any dead reason for a
1: long time at this point.
0: Yeah, there's no, there is absolutely no reason for Bo and for Din to go to Dathomir unless it's for fan service. Uh, but Dathomir, Dathomir is a really cool planet. It has really cool lore. It's like overall just a really cool, like visually, it's a really neat place to be in because it's just so evil and just full of mystery and shrouded in darkness. But. In the scope of the Mandalore, like the Mandalorian story and of Mandalore, it serves no purpose. It would I, be fan service. It would feel so out of out of sorts.
1: You want to fa- you want a Force user going to Mandalorian
0: um, to Dathomir not. not I think I think, users. I think if you if you think that Dathomir could show up, then I think that it shows up in Acolyte. Yeah, I think Dathomir was the a perfect setting for right. an episode of Acolyte. The Night Sisters would be like
1: in crazy full force at that point, point. and it wouldn't be Mother Talzin; it would be another Night Sister leading. No, up. because
0: it's it's very early on. You know, like well, we might see the Night Sisters like at their peak in their prime.
1: Oh, that'd be so cool to see that live action with the the Mother Talzin voice effect on someone in actual. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. I wish I could make that effect on my GoXLR, but it's impossible to sound (laughs) that creepy with my hardware. Uh, She scares the shit out of me.
0: She is very spooky.
1: Uh, We talked about that. Uh, What if the season three villain is a Gar Saxon descendant? They were the evil Mandalorians in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, I could see the Saxons being involved. I don't know if it'd be a huge plot point because the Vizlas were in season one and it was just glossed over unless you cared to dig deeper. Not yep. the Vizlas, a Vizla was in season one. Um, so there's always that. There's always the possibility to of uh, expand I know Tim's gonna hate this, but this is pulling from EU. The Fett clan was one of the biggest clans in all of Mandalore, and there's Shut a possibility him. to expand on that as well. He's a Foundling. No, but the Fets themselves are were one of the largest clans in EU Mandalore. Right, but Django Fett was a foundling. What if he got his name from an actual clan though like an adoption uh, almost
0: i mean I, I guess yeah sure just throwing yeah. it out there it'd be like by utrid you know getting that getting the getting that last name given to him he could have been given to to jango so yeah i mean i guess
1: this is this has been asked a few times uh do you think that the break luke and leia took in rise of skywalker from fighting was grogu reaching out with the force
0: what in the training scene
1: in the flashback When they both like stop for a moment.
0: That's some 5D. That's some 5D chess right there. If that's the moment where Grogu was. That'd be reaching. Like like that would be. That would be intense dude. If like if that's how they kind of piece that together. And Luke is training Leia. And then they get the call from. From And he's just like gotta go dude. That would be. That would be a hell of a setup. That'd be very interesting. I didn't think of it that way. But I mean I guess. Sure. A lot we, of, I mean the the timeline would would be a, it'd be right ish, as far as timeline goes. So it could yeah maybe. Uh, I'm not gonna argue it.
1: Do you think they would bring Luke into any of the Fallen Order series? Luke is a child.
0: He's he's not old enough to really play a part. Fa- so fa- Fallen Order, remember Fallen Order takes place after three before four. Right. So Luke is a baby. You have a better like, shot like, at Obi-Wan or like Ahsoka. It is, it is Ahsoka. fresh. It is fresh. Like, the opening scene of Fallen Order is a clone ship being being ripped apart and pieced out to, to make Imperial War Machines. So, yeah, I know. Sorry.
1: Obi-Wan or Ahsoka would be the two Jedi that you'd see show up in Jedi Fallen Order. If that's the case. He's not yeah, a... I to- no, it.
0: I don't think he's a toddler. He's a kid, isn't he? he's a kid. Yeah, I don't think he's a toddler. He's a baby. Yeah. Uh um, a baby. It, it, again, it depends It depends on like how many years after after episode three Jedi Fallen Orders. I think it was like two years-ish. Ish. So, he's a toddler. Little guy. Already
1: said last episode of the year. Yup. Got any big holiday plans? Any cool New Year's resolutions? You guys are amazing and I love this podcast. May the force be with you. My holiday plans, I'm just making steak with my family. We didn't want turkey. We didn't want ham. So, I got myself a nice juicy wagyu uh, ribeye nice. to grill myself. That hopefully I don't f- up and uh, is delicious. I know you're ne- you're really nervous about that. You'll be fine. It's really hard to mess I got, up. I You'll got, got my thermometer. I'm all ready to go. Like I'm I'm going all in on this. I'm not gonna I'm <gasps> not gonna mess this up. Um, Thanks. so I'd say New Year's resolution specifically for the show. I think that's important. Is Tim and yes. I really want to embrace what Disney is doing in bringing more content, whether it's books whether it's film, whether it's TV, whether it's comics. We really want to embrace that, and we want ideas from you guys on that. So you can tweet at us personally. You can tweet at Rare RareDrop, uh, Facebook message, whatever you want to do. Please let us know what you're looking for from Star Wars and Scotch. We want it to be a brand, not just a show. So we are looking to expand this in 2021 and do more with it. Like I said, the joke with the book club, definitely going to happen. I just suggested a hilarious year-long Star Wars and Scotch skit in our in our private chat that Tim and Ben both got a chuckle out of, and now they're probably going, oh, "That could work." Could work. <laughs> so we want to do that. We need guests. We will have guests during the new year. I wanted to do Mandalorian as a show just with Tim. Tim was ready to bring guests in. I said, "Can it just be me and you for the Mandalorian?" Because I feel like the conversation between me and Tim when new content comes out is important. Guests will resume the second week of January. I believe I can say the name because we just got to schedule them. But Paul Tassi will be on within the first three weeks in January. Uh, And there's a few others on the list that I've already reached out to that hopefully I get answers on. But my cadence with guests is once every two to three weeks, we'll bring a guest on. Uh, I would love to have Raul Coley or Sam Whitwer. So if anybody's got any inroads, please let us know. We've tried to be like, hey, on Twitter. And, you know, it's cool. I get thousands of messages a day yeah (laughs) um so yeah so we'll have guests on uh coming into the new year um uh i have no idea how they managed to keep lucas secret after the season was full of leaks yeah neither neither could mark hamill honestly
0: yeah (laughs) oh my god his tweet was like so has anyone seen anything cool today ask lupo
1: for rahul coley
0: i want to ask lupo
1: for himself for lupo to be on star wars and scotch yes I don't like asking people for other people. I want no. I want Ben Lupo to sit down. Th- there, which no there. Um, somewhere. All right, we're blowing through the. We're going. We're going to speed around on these questions because there's there's more. Uh, we talked about Luke versus being happy versus being a cop out. Uh, again. So I'm like thumbing over these. So if you I say something, I say we talked about it. Go back and listen to the episode or watch it when it's out tomorrow uh, in its entirety. I noticed that Luke never actually introduced himself. Do you think anyone in Mando's team actually knows who he is?
0: That is a... That is an excellent
1: question, question that I never... Because you know who Luke is.
0: We just we just knew it was Luke Skywalker. I could have sworn that he... No, you're, he doesn't like say, like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I mean, his yeah.
1: audition is technically destroying every dark trooper on the other side of the door. Yeah. So for Din, I understand, you know, that here, take the kid. You are the one. And Grogu's like freaking out.
0: Dude, he's just like at the monitor, just looking at him. It was so good. Also, the music is
1: fantastic. That, adorable. That's not with anything, but, uh No, he did not introduce himself. He's just like, I, Jedi, take baby. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Peace. All Come, R2. Right.
1: Uh, can we assume that Kara knew who Luke Oh, this is perfect. Kara knew who Luke was and probably met him before. That might be possible that Karen knew who he was and was just jaw drop. On, on I don't the floor. think that
0: she met him, but yeah, most definitely. They've definitely. She heard the glove, the, the, she heard the tales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stories.
1: I think we see Mayfield Mayfeld next season. I Tim and I seem to think that Mayfield will show up in the Rangers show. That he yes. might be one of the Rangers of the New Republic. I agree. Uh, or some sort of like merc, merc for hire. Uh since Grogu is now with Luke, what was the reason for keeping the metal ball from the razor crest to remember him by?
0: Uh that was his thing, dude.
1: That was their thing. Uh is it a fight to the death for the Darksaber though? I believe you can yield if you actually have combat. You have to
0: dis you have to disarm them. Yeah. You disarm the person and they yield to you. Because yes. Maul took it from
1: who'd Maul take it from?
0: He took it from uh Vizsla, right? from uh from Visla. Pray Vizsla? Yes. Uh... Thoughts on like, like the elder wand. Exactly. It's just like the elder wand. It's just like Harry Potter. We talked about recognizing
1: Luke do you see the show taking a Game of Thrones spin with, uh, warring clans fighting for control and the watch getting behind Din as their champion? I don't think that will become the show, but I think that will be a factor for a season or two in the show. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Ben killing Grogu. We don't think so. Uh, do you think Luke could help Grogu, uh, Look more. I think that's what you're saying. Look more at his dark side, since we know Grogu can already use it after choking people out. I'm sure that will be part of his Jedi training because Luke knows all about the dark side. Um, Tim, did you see? There's only a China high Republic a China only high republic novel coming out. I'm looking for an internet translation as soon as it comes out. I saw that yesterday. Where So send it to us if you find the I translation. I didn't
0: know that, but I we did. Speaking of other books that will be coming out, there will be a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian book that will be coming out. It is called Kevin. What was it? What what does it say? Um, well, I'm, I'm pulling up the. You pulled up. I, that was your screenshot. Yep, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm pulling it up. So it is called the. Uh, it's just the Mandalorian, an original novel. Uh, it's being written by Adam Christopher. Um, the cover art is not final. Uh, but yeah, so it's gonna be the first original novel set in the world of Star Wars, The Mandalorian. So it's gonna be a story. That isn't shown in the show, which is really exciting for me because I re- like honestly that is the one thing that's really fun about Star Wars, is all of the moments that also happen in other forms of entertainment, whether it's a comic, a cartoon, a book. Um, so I'm excited for this. I'm excited to have a Din adventure that is going to be in a book form. We uh, did not discuss this,
1: and this is actually a really important part of the episode, and I'm shocked we skipped over this, Tim. But Brian right. said, what did you think of the way Bo dissed Boba at the restaurant? Um, that was the typical it was way that Mandalorians converse with each other.
0: Yeah. but That I is just, a regular-ass
1: I mean, conversation between a bunch of Mandalorians.
0: <laughs> I love when she when he goes, it was my father's armor. And he goes, don't you mean your donor's armor? Th- so, okay. And I was like, Oh, no, she didn't. That is clutch because it shows me something.
1: It shows me that the reveal of, you know, like it was my father's armor from the episode we hated and Mm -hmm. him coming back and blah, blah, blah. It shows that Disney's actually left the door wide open for us to all fight about it. Because even in universe, there's no right answer. Right. He could be considered a Mandalorian by some, but he's not considered a Mandalorian by others. And I love that. Because yep. it creates an in-universe conflict that we can all fight of outside of the universe. And I think that is genius.
0: Yeah, I also like that she made she made the uh, the comment, I've heard your voice a thousand times. Which just is in reference to her being involved in the Clone Wars. And I just thought that was really good. I just, I really liked that part. It was just, it, just, it was kind of just one of those chef kiss moments. It was like, oh, that was just really, she just really just put lemon juice right in the wound.
1: Yeah, it was good. so it was, uh, it was... It was amazing. We thought
0: Django wasn't a Mando to begin with. That's literally because they've said for years that he's not. He's not, and then we find out because of the episode of The Mandalorian, because of the chain code, he is a foundling.
1: But it seems that not everyone agrees, which would be in line with what we previously thought, because what's-his-name from Clone Wars is the one that said he wasn't a Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I forget his name. Uh, So, again, they created the in-universe conflict based on the argument we're all having outside of the universe and it's perfect. It it is, it is perfect. It is. Hey, there's no right answer. Some people say yes. Some people say no, you all fight about it. Have fun. Um, Loved it. So yeah, that was, that was your typical Mandalorian disagreement and how they solved it. Um, Jacob asked Tim, do you think Thrawn has tried to recruit Ezra to help the ascendancy
0: against the Grisk? He has done that with several characters in the books. I don't know. The Grisk, at some point, it's going to be, it's kind of like the Grisk to me is almost like Savathun in Destiny where it's like it's this big bad thing and it just hasn't shown up yet. And so like we we fought like small portions of the Grisk, but we haven't seen the Grisk in its full, like the Grisk people, the Grisk Armada, we haven't seen it in its full entirety yet. It hasn't, it hasn't shown up. And so I'm curious to see as to like we know the Grisk are encroaching on Imperial space. We know, and that was a big thing why the Empire or the em- the Emperor was so afraid because of the Grisk like starting to starting to leak in out of the chaos into galactic space. And so I I would assume this is going to show up in in the Thron in another Thrawn book, or we'll actually see it in live. Um, but I really see the Grisk becoming the new really cool gnarly bad guy in Star Wars. So like because like there's a big portion between episode episode six and episode seven, who's to say the Grisks don't show up. Um so yeah I'm I'm excited to see to see what happened with the Grisk. I I don't think I don't know if, if real if Ezra would believe Thrawn because Thrawn was his enemy. Like they were they were adversaries so I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh only a few more here. What character would have the same introduction as
1: Ahsoka you would like to see in season three, Kyle Katarn. Stop nodding. No, stop, Tim. He's perfect. I'm so mad at you right now. Next question. You hear him? Next question for Kyle Katarn. Next. I hate that's, that. That's his answer. He's great that's in the his, video game. That's your Let
0: him be in the video game.
1: No, don't. The video game doesn't exist right now. The only thing Kyle Katarn is right now is a card, a stupid card in a card game. I want him no. out of the card game and into this. Don't treat him like you treat Jar Jar, Tim. No. Stop.
0: No, I mean he does have a canon, he does have a canon in he does have a canon tab in Wikipedia. So, I mean like he could show up. It actually it would be it'd be kind of cool.
1: Do you think we get a Dark Saber history episode like Harry Potter did with the Deathly Hallows, show the death and drama that surrounds it? No, but that would be kind of cool. Tim?
0: I, I I agree with you. No, but it would be cool.
1: Uh, last question. Do y'all think they use the veil to force and Ahsoka spinoff to retcon the sequel trilogy? Hell, no. No, the sequel trilogy is there. Deal with it. <laughs> Stop creating all these dumb rumors <laughs> that Disney is going to take their billion dollars something investment, flush it down the <sighs> uh, toilet, and then they have to redo all the parks too. Yeah, it's yeah. You didn't think about that, yet. did you? Pull
0: There's all the merchandising. So
1: redo the parks. Get rid of the novels, the, toys, the comics, like the everything, toys. Dude. Just stop! I know you didn't like it, and that's so okay and fine. But they're not going to redo it. We're going back in time. We're telling more stories in this timeline, which I was completely wrong when I said they were going to move forward. They uh, did the opposite of that. They doubled down, <laughs> but they're branching out at least into you know stuff that intersects with it, with other stories. And then we're going to High Republic, and I really hope Tyke is working on Old Republic. That way we have I, I, three timelines yeah. to screw with all at the same time.
0: It would be very cool. There's two
1: rides built on those movies. Nah, they'll just tear them down and build new ones. Don't worry about it. <laughs> totally fine. For those of you two that were mentoring Hondo earlier, this is a spoiler if you've never been to Galaxy's Edge. I'm going to give you a minute, not a minute, He's, 10 seconds to get out. I feel like everybody knows. I'm just, I have to be careful with these things. Three, two one hondo is live action in as an animatronic in the millennium falcon ride yeah he, at at batu so live action hondo completely works i've seen it with yep. my own eyes it's fantastic and i can't wait till it happens i wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the cassian andor show
0: oh that'd be interesting
1: it what other show would he fit perfectly into
0: no you're right
1: uh, cool thank you for just a recap and the, all of the awesome this year Tim and I started this adventure as spoiler cast we were super excited when Mandalorian so season weird. one came out and we started this as spoiler cast a year ago and then we tried to do the witcher and it was an abject failure for me and tim to do it the was witcher so bad and then we tried to do uh, clone wars and the first four episodes it was like dragging a, a child who didn't want to go somewhere through the mud or something and then the last four episodes it was phenomenal which yeah. led to a conversation with me and tim like what if we just did star wars every week and tim yeah. and i went but maybe there's not enough content and boy were we and wrong we
0: were so wrong kevin we
1: have never had a week of of 29 episodes now where we've had to be like we gotta fix t-. i even brought a topic one week we were going to talk about a Junta paul from from eu and we never even touched on it because we got into conversations about all the news and stuff that was coming out so star wars and scotch by all every stretch of the imagination has grown even the numbers have been ridiculous so thank you so much for supporting this show uh, and Tim and I's much. adventure uh, into a galaxy far, far away. And like I said, we want to double down on the content next year. We want to do it intelligently. We don't want to shove it all in your face in stages. Uh, and and explore this new High Republic content that's coming out uh, in book form with you. Uh, and also keep to the theme of having guests on and discovering um, more stuff. I believe Bad Batch will probably be the next show we cover because that's I, I don't know of any other show that's coming out before then. Uh, and then obviously live action again this time next year when Boba Fett and uh, Book of Boba and um, uh, Mandalorian come back for next season so uh, we're going to do Witcher again Layla we're just going to do it with Ben as a spoiler cast one episode for the entire series that's it we're not going to do episode by episode we feel any show that comes out um, episodically works in the format that Tim and I are doing now and any show that comes out all at once like Stranger Things when Stranger Things comes out we're just going to yep. do a one-off spoiler cast that's how spoiler cast is going to live so um, that's the plan but again thank you for supporting Star Wars and Scotch we're going to bring you merch next year we're going to bring you like I said new spinoffs one-offs and I really think you Star Wars fans will be excited at the next D&D adventure that Rare Drop Roleplay brings you next year Tim and I are just going to smile we again. good It'll be good but we love you. Thank you so much, Tim. Say it one last time in 2020.
0: Oh, it's so sad. Kevin, punch it. Boom.
1: Chat, as always, we are off. Well, no. Before I say that, I'll say this. We're off next week. There's no episode. We'll be back in the Sorry. new year. So have fourth. a
0: wonderful, happy Christmas if you're celebrating it. And as uh, always. And, uh, You want to say it at the same time? No, You said it before me! Sorry, 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 sorry. one more time. One more time, one more time. Three, two, one. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.